Today's scripture lesson comes from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 8 and 15 through 16. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all. Let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Last week, we looked at the second half of Hebrews chapter 12. And the image of God as a consuming fire. An image that we don't usually like to associate with God. An all-consuming and destroying fire. But it's not a fire that we need to fear because God as a consuming fire consumes and destroys in us what is not of God. It refines us. It makes us holy. It helps us to walk more in the light of our Savior. But that's hard. It's hard to put ourselves through going through a fire to be refined. And if we're honest, sometimes the easy thing to do is to get comfortable with our sin. To just make the excuse as if admitting defeat that we're human, we're a sinner. What's the point of trying? But... We reminded each other that we are the redeemed. We are the children of the living God. We are the ones who Jesus came down and rescued. And because we know of Christ's sacrifice, because we know of God's amazing love for us, of God's great gift, we realize that we have to try that we have to be willing to go through the fire to be refined. And all of us went home last week. If you weren't here, there's some available on the back table with a bookmark. And on the, on the bookmark is a poem by Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson isn't a Christian, but she is a Jewish woman who, just by reading this poem, You can tell how much she loves God. And after talking with so many of you, even though she's a Jewish woman, wrote this, 
this poem spoke to so many of us, challenging us in our walk with Christ. Because in the poem, she reminds us not to shrink away. Not to think of ourselves as too small. To stop making excuses and to, and to not be afraid of our light, of what God can make us into. A people who were created to reveal the glory of God to others. You see, because we're not just children of God. When we become Christians, when we choose to follow God, we also become a minister of the Lord. Or as Martin Luther put it in 1520, the priesthood of all believers. When we become a Christian, we also become a minister. And if you look at the church newsletter, on the line above all the names of the staff, it says, St. Matthew's church staff ministers every member. Because it's true. It's in the text that Will read for us from 1 Peter. When we follow Christ, we become part of a royal priesthood. That is who God has marked us to be. But that is an identity that, if we're honest, we don't really want to take up. Because what does, what does it mean to be a minister? What does it mean to point people to the living God? I know I ask myself that sometimes. I know that's part of the reason why I ran from my call to make that my job description. Because all of us know, know what it feels like to feel unworthy of pointing people to God. We know our brokenness. We, we know what we need to work on, what we need to remove from ourselves. But still, God has given us this call. God has made the priesthood, being a minister, part of our identity supposed to be part of every part of our lives, which, if we're honest, can be really hard. And so I want us to look at the three simple rules that John Wesley gave believers, three rules that I often think about as just great reminders of what it means to point people to God what it means to be a minister as a believer. And those three simple rules are to do no harm, to do good, and to stay in love with God. So the first rule, to do no harm, it starts with ourselves. Because we have to practice self-control, which isn't easy. We have to be willing to remember that our thoughts and what we surround ourselves with, what we put into ourselves, those thoughts become our actions. They become our attitudes towards others. Self-control is so important. And like as today's passage reminded us, 
We have to be intentional about not letting money and material things take too important of a place in our hearts. We have to make sure that we don't let it become an idol or something more important than our walk with God. Because that can do us harm. But doing no harm also extends to others. The asking ourselves of are we being inclusive or exclusive? Are we lifting up or are we tearing down? Are we turning people who we don't agree with or people who have hurt us into obstacles that we have to defeat instead of people of sacred worth, let alone a human being? Doing harm starts with how we view people, our attitudes towards them, our thoughts about them. Because our thoughts become our actions. How are we treating other people? Are we making them into obstacles? Or are we choosing to fight that and to remember that they are a child of God? And when we mess up, when we do harm, which all of us are going to do, are we willing to ask for forgiveness? Are we willing to set an example worthy of being called a minister of the Lord by saying, I messed up? And I am so sorry. Are we willing to own the harm that we have caused? Do no harm. Do good. The first four verses of today's text talk about intentionally extending hospitality to others. About making the time to show others love and goodness. To let them know that they are a person of worth. That they matter. Extending hospitality to those in prison is one thing that the text talked about. But it's not just people in actual prisons, but also people in the hospital, people who are homebound, people who are depressed, people who feel so utterly alone that they are in their own prisons. Are we going out to them? Are we reminding them that they are not forgotten, that they are loved, that they matter? Doing good is about sometimes stepping outside of our comfort zones and welcoming people when they're new to church or new to school or places of work and putting ourselves out there to make sure that they know that they are welcome wherever they are. Doing good is about following the example of our Savior. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. 
Staying in love with God is the foundation of everything. Because if we don't stay connected to our Savior, then everything that we do is just about following rules. And eventually we'll stop. Because what's the point in following rules if we aren't connected to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings? If we're not connected to the one who reminds us of our true worth and others' true worth? Because Jesus didn't just die for us in this church. Jesus died for everyone. Staying in love with God challenges us every day. It reminds us to be intentional about doing good and doing others no harm. Staying in love with God is about reading scripture It's about praying. It's about having holy conversations with fellow believers. Staying in love with God is about singing joyfully and letting the words mean something when we sing them. Staying in love with God is about doing the things regularly that feeds our souls that reminds us that we are never too far from God, that we are never too far gone, that there is something so much bigger in store for us in this life. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. Those are the three simple rules that John Wesley gave believers. And those rules remind us that we have to be intentional in our lives. Because it's really easy for us to just go through life and check things off. To make them part of a routine. To make good acts part of a routine. Instead of making them intentionally about lifting up God. About pointing people to who we know our Savior is. And in verse 7 in today's text, it talks about looking at those who you view as faith leaders and following their example. And that doesn't apply, thankfully, to just people who have pastor as the job description. It's about looking around at fellow believers and remembering all of us are called to own in our identity that we are a minister of the Lord. It's about setting examples for one another. It's about challenging one another and showing one another how to walk as a child of the living God. Because I know that I am challenged by all of you regularly. I'm challenged by those who love God so much that they just can't stop inviting people to church because they want them to know the truth of God and be connected to a faith community. I'm challenged by those of you who choose to take the hard and long journey to true forgiveness instead of making it cheap and just saying, I forgive you without thinking about it. I'm challenged by those of you 
who read scripture as if it is water and you haven't had anything to drink in a week. I'm challenged by those of you who make a point of finding a new family in the church parking lot and showing them around and making them feel welcomed. I'm challenged by each of you when you choose to give your time, when you choose to maybe get up 15 minutes earlier, go to bed 15 minutes later so that you can read scripture, so that you can stay connected to, the, to our Lord. We're all ministers. It's part of our identity and it's one that we don't need to shy away from It's our light that we don't need to hide. Because when all of us own our identity as ministers of God, the world will know even more fully the truth that has already taken place in history. The truth that so many people need in their lives right now. So may we, as we go out, Challenge ourselves and one another to remember that we are ministers of the Lord, no matter our age, no matter our other job. We're God's minister. So may we seek to do no harm, to do good, and to stay in love with God. Let us pray. Lord, We come before you acknowledging that it's not easy or sometimes even desirable to be called your minister because that puts a lot on us. And it can be scary. But Lord, help us not to be scared. Help us not to ever give up. No matter how many mistakes we make, help us to remember that this is who you have called us to be, that we are part of your royal priesthood. So Lord, help us to not hide this light, but help us to walk more fully in the lie of your son. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.